Good morning, good chodesh. Today is the first day of the month of Marcheshvan, Tov Shin Pei Gimel. We're continuing the Shir in Likutei Halachas, Yoradea, Chelek Aleph, Hilches Ribis, Halacha Hei, Paragraph Yud Beis. We dedicate the learning today, Lilo Nishmas, Yerachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, and Rosa Basi Tamar and also for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Basgalia, Nisan Ben Rivka, Rus Alexandra Esterchaya Basluna Patricia, Mazel Bat Zahava, Moshe David Elio Ben Risha, Jonas Ben Hilda, Shira Dvoira Bas Miriam, Avigail Bracha Bas Shira Dvoira, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Nos Nehuda Ben Tali, Menachem Ben Risha Basha, Based on what we're learning here now, we'll be able to understand better how the Torah defines how Hashem judges Klal Yisrael on Rosh Hashanah. The Mishnah says in the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, Every single person is presented before Hashem for judgment. As it says in the second Mishnah, Mesech the Rosh Hashanah, that all inhabitants of the world come before Hashem like sheep, like sheep in single file when they're being counted, led through a, a narrow fence. The Saimishom and the Gemara concludes there in discussing this, Tono we learned, the Chulam Niskorin Biskirachas, and all of them are reviewed with one review. Shenemar Hayoitzer Yachad Libom, Hashem who creates their hearts all together. Upirshusham and the Gemara explains there, Shemusav Lamalo La Posuk, that this Posuk is referring to what it says in a previous Posuk in that same chapter, Mimchoin Shiftoi Hishgiach El Kol Yoishve Horetz Hayoitzer Yachad Libom that from above, Hashem looks down and supervises all the inhabitants of the world. Rav Nosanzal now asks, There seems to be something strange here. Since you're telling me that everyone gets reviewed in one review, because Hashem can do anything. One of the things that makes Hashem different from us is that Hashem, by us, when we receive information, we receive one, a, one piece of information, a second piece, a third piece, and we can put it all together subsequently. By Hashem, it says, Hashem is yoidea harbe biediachas. Hashem can see and understand everything in one shot, in one second. There's no need for any sequential processing or anything like that. 
which a human being can't understand how that's possible, how it's possible to absorb a thousand or a million pieces of information simultaneously. Kamuva, as is brought in Sforim, when it defines the differences between Hashem versus mankind. In Cain, if that's the case, why does the Gemara tell us that first Hashem has everybody pass before him in single file? And then he reviews everybody in one shot. Hashem knows everyone's actions in one piece of knowledge. And therefore, Hashem could judge us in the beginning of the judgment the same way he does at the end, whereby everyone is judged and reviewed in one shot. Rav Nosanzal answers now, Ach, however, Iker Hamishpot Hu Emes. When we speak about the judgment of Hashem, the judgment of Hashem is emes, it's truth. There's a possible mishpatei Hashem emes. Ki mishpotoi emes. Vafilu kamishpot shelamato iker mitzvah ham... Vafilu ba mishpot shelamato iker mitzvah hamishpot hu lishpot emes. And even regarding judgment that takes, down, that takes place down below here on earth, the most important thing is that the judges should judge a, an honest judgment. To save and rescue the victim, the one who's being robbed, from the person who's coming to rob him in some kind of illegal or false way. To perform a true judgment. Emes umishpat shaloim shiftu b'sharechem. That Hashem says to the Jewish judges, make sure that you judge with truth, with justice, with peace. Rak b'bnei Adam yesh shoftim shematem amishpat b'sheker. However, when it comes to human beings, unfortunately, there are judges that judge with falseness. Shehem machrivim ha'ilam. They destroy the world. As the Mishnah says in Pirkei the world stands on three foundations. On justice, truth, and peace. So if any of these are not, are improper, the whole world is shaky. Whereas Hashem's judgment is always 100% honest and truthful. Because Hashem's main intention is to judge the entire world with His true, pure justice. In order that everyone will get to their true, ultimate, eternal purpose in life. Shehu which is to plug into Hashem, to become part of Hashem. Shehu 
This is very similar to what we spoke about in the previous year, so that post-creation, which means everything in the creation should plug into pre-creation, which is Hashem. That's the ultimate purpose of everything, the true good purpose of everything, and the reason behind why Hashem created everything. And the entire Torah depends on this and is all about this. It's because through each and every single mitzvah that we perform, through every single act of serving Hashem, we become part of Hashem. The Tikkun Ezra says the word mitzvah is the letters yud ke vav ke because there's a formula called atbash where you exchange letter one from the Aleph Beis with the last letter of the Aleph Beis, letter two of the Aleph Beis with the second one from the end. And in that formula, the Aleph, <coughs> the, the, the Mem becomes a Yud, the Mem of Mitzvah becomes a Yud, it's the 10th letter from the end of the Aleph Beis, and the Tzaddik becomes a Hey. The Tzaddik is the fifth letter from the end. So the word mitzvah is actually yud kevavke. When we're doing a mitzvah, we're plugging into Hashem. Ulehefech, and the opposite, alidei kol avera upegam nisrachakin. As a result of each and every sin, every thing that we do against Hashem, we become distant from Hashem. Ve'oisin pirud ben koidem abriya lachra And we cause a separation, a distance between post-creation and pre-creation. Because the entire Torah is emes, and Rabbi Nezal explains over there in chapter 51 in Likud Imran, which this halach is based on, that through emes we draw the supervision of Hashem upon us. There's a pasuk doiver shkorim lo yikoyim lenegedeinai. A person who speaks falsehoods, lies, cannot be present before my eyes. So sheker cannot be present before the eyes. Emes puts a person directly in front of the eyes of Hashem, under a person's hashgorim. Ukamayshmavur b'makamacha sheiker hamshochas hashgocha shleimo. And as Rabbi Nezal also explains in chapter 13 in Likud Imran, that one of the main ways that we draw the direct, precise supervision of Hashem upon ourselves is through the Torah. And that's what helps to plug into and to reconnect post-creation, post-creation with pre-creation. And it's regarding this that we're being judged on Rosh Hashanah. And so too in the final, final day of judgment, when a person leaves this world and they go before the heavenly court, whereby they, they give forth a verdict, a judgment, of either reward or punishment, 
based on the person's actions. Ba'ifim, so that soif kol soif, so that in the end, the person's neshama will be able to plug into pre-creation. That's the ultimate purpose. Because all of the punishments that Hashem inflicts upon a person with Hashem's good, true judgment the main reason for the punishment is to purify the person. So that through this punishment, the person will be purified. So that in the end, the person will be able to plug into where they have to plug into <coughs> based on their actions. Based on what's left of the person after the purification. We know, like, for example, when you're purifying gold or another metal, <clears throat> some of the stuff comes off in the process. You start off, let's say, with 36 ounces and you're left with 33 ounces. You took away three ounces of things that had to be removed. And on the opposite end, Hatzadik. The tzaddik, who doesn't have to be purified in this manner, he is pure, he receives reward and pleasure, and he rejoices with Hashem. And he rises up all the time from one level to another. To the point where the tzaddik, the complete tzaddik, all aspects of the tzaddik, are able to plug into the highest, highest place, adchiles shoresh hakoel, to the beginning, the source of everything, shehu bechinas koidem abria, which is defined as pre-creation. Ashrei loy, fortunate is the tzaddik who is zoyche to this. Aval al kol However, regardless of which side of the fence a person is on, Sadiq or Russia, everyone and everything has to return and plug back into pre-creation. However, even though the ultimate purpose is that everything should plug into Koydam Abriya, still there'll be major, major differences even among the complete tzaddikim based on their levels. Even among the complete tzaddikim, there's different levels of complete. Mikolshkein ben tzaddik lebenoni. And for sure, for sure, there'll be huge, huge differences between a tzaddik and a Benoni, a Benoni is somebody who's in between Sadik and Russia. Mikolshkein the Kolshkein, Ben Sadik la Russia. And surely, surely you can imagine how vast the differences will be between a Sadik and a Russia. Vafilu Birishoim Atzmon, Yechilik Godel Ben Kolechad Vechad. And even among all the Rishoim, they're not all going to be in the same place. Every single one will be different from the other one.
V'alkein, his hero, Rabbi Seinuzal, al Tirsha Harabe. And this is why the Gemara says, don't do a lot of evil. Meaning, don't think if you're already doing evil, what's the big deal? One more. One more will be worlds of difference, has to show and as is expressed in Rabbeinazal's words, at the end of chapter 51 in Likud Imran, where Rabbeinazal there refers to a Pasuk describing Gan Eden. And the Pasuk says, no eye has ever seen, can imagine, how great the pleasure will be there. And Mashem of Orsham, Rabbeinazal over there, touches on a topic that regarding this concept of there's a question etc. Take a look over there in chapter 51 on the Kutimran. There Rabbi Nezal mentions the fact that in the beginning of that chapter on the Kutimran, he speaks all about oneness. Hashem is one. Before creation there was only one. And in one, there's no concept of good and bad, it's all good, etc., etc. And he speaks about that the ultimate purpose is to plug into this oneness. If that's the case, how is it that the Gemara tells us that in Ganeidna and Gehenna, everyone will be in different levels, different places? How does that work out? That everyone's going to be different and all part of one? Rabbi Nezal says this is one of those things that we cannot understand today. We cannot fathom this. And, and this remains a paradox to us. And for this reason, And therefore, this is what the main judgment on Rosh Hashanah is all about. Because... <coughs> Hashem's judgment is emes. And through the truth of Hashem's mishpat, each and every single person will eventually be able to plug into that pre-creation. How? One person will be able to achieve it through wealth, and another person will be able to achieve it through poverty. One person will achieve it through the fact that Hashem has decreed that that person should live another year, and by living, they will plug into this pre-creation, and another person will achieve this goal by passing away. And so too regarding all the other aspects of this judgment. Because Hashem's judgment is very, very deep. And Hashem judges each and every person. Hashem decrees on Rosh Hashanah what each person's path will be in order that each and every person should have Bechira, should have free choice on their level. And Hashem looks into the future, all the way to the end. Hashem looks into the future, the final end of all generations. 
And Hashem makes all kinds of plans and works things out in such a way that no one should be excluded. No one should have to be excluded. And Hashem issues a judgment for each and every person in a manner where no matter how the person will conduct themselves, in the end, that person will also be able to plug into this pre-creation. Ach, however, Horosha, the evil, wicked person, im yachzik yoshuv, if the person will continue to do evil, wicked things, yitzarech lo'onshim koshim umorim the person will require major, painful, bitter punishments, and the person will have to go through multiple reincarnations <coughs> to the point where there'll be some <coughs> because they have to go through so much refinement and refinement they'll be destroyed completely and they will not get to experience and to realize that ultimate goodness whatsoever However, despite everything, everyone has to return to that state of pre-creation. And then everyone will see the difference between a tzaddik and a rosha, the true difference. And now Rav Nosan gives the answer to the question based on this whole introduction. V'yalkein, and therefore, be'ez shenich nosen lemishpot, when people first are presented before Hashem for judgment, kolechod oivre lefonav b'fnei each and every person comes before Hashem as an individual, like sheep, when they're being counted or examined, <coughs> the sheep are in a big corral, and there's a door, an entranceway, and the sheep are led through the door in single file. As the Gemara says there in Rosh Hashanah. Because Hashem judges each and every individual with Hashem's kindness, based on the actions that that person chose to perform. And all of our choices that we make in life are all based on the diversity that exists in this world after creation. There's a Sunday and a Monday and a Shabbos and there's winter and summer and fall and spring and hot and cold. After the creation came into existence, and that's when all of this diversity and differences came into existence. And that's what puts us into a situation where we have choices. And this is what the real analysis and judgment is all about in heaven, when Hashem is judging each individual person. Because 
because Hashem judges each and every single person with kindness based on where that person is at, based on that person's circumstances, all the different circumstances that affected that person, <clears throat> that made it difficult for them to perform mitzvahs. Hashem knows all of that. And Hashem judges each and every person based on that person's place. Exactly. <clears throat> As Rabbi Nezal discusses this at the end of chapter 1 in the second half of the Kutimran. And Hashem knows and realizes what different ideas and different thoughts this person got involved in as a result of the diversity that, that existed in the world post-creation. Meaning, if everything was one, if everyone lived in Eretz Yisrael, in Yerushalayim, in a religious neighborhood, etc., etc., certain tests wouldn't even exist. They don't see people who are dressed improperly or certain other things, non-kosher foods. You go into a store, there is no non-kosher food in that store to buy if you wanted to. And another person finds themselves in a place where there's no kosher food, where if they, if they want to have kosher meat, if they want to have chalad Israel, it has to be shipped in from 100 miles away from a different city, that kind of thing. So each person's situation, each person's circumstances are different based on that person's mokoim. And Hashem knows that, and Hashem takes that into consideration in judging every person. <clears throat> and that's what led this person to perform the actions that they did or didn't. And based on all of this, Hashem judges the person with justice and truth. And it's for this reason that each and every person has to come before Hashem individually. That's based on the diversity, the many that exist in this world. <clears throat> this world is all about this diversity, the shinuyim, the differences. This is what we learned earlier, is the whole concept of creation coming into existence, where it started off in the mind of Hashem as all part of oneness, and once Hashem started creating, now there's suddenly one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, there's all this diversity. That's when all the, the diversity began. And that's where all the actions of man result from. And so too Hashem's analysis and judgment follows this process. <coughs> However, when Hashem gets to the end of the trial, to the end of the judgment, and the whole purpose of judgment and the whole definition of Hashem's justice is truth, because again, the purpose of Hashem judging a person is 
so that the person should get to where they need to get to, that as a result of this judgment, this person will get back to their roots, to their source. This person's neshama will be able to plug back into pre-creation. came therefore, bigmar hamishpat. At the end of the judgment, kulam niskorem biskirachas, shekoyal kulam yachan. Everyone is reviewed in one major review, bringing everyone together. Because again, that's what Hashem's judgment is all about. It's emes, it's truth. That's the real concept of Hashem's mishpat emes. The purpose is for everything to be able to return to its source, to pre-creation, where there it's all oneness. Rakafal Pikain, Yechiluk Otsum, Ben Kolechot Viechot Kefimaisov, and yet, despite the fact that everybody is reverting back to this Koidemabria, which is defined as one, and yet there'll be vast differences between each and every person based on their actions. Raksha Yef Shalahovanzois just that we cannot understand this seeming contradiction, how everyone's going to be part of oneness and everyone's going to be different. Vohovein heitev. Rav says, understand well what we explained here to, to get an idea as to how things work. Not that we understand it completely, not that it makes perfect sense to us, but we've, given, we've been given a better idea. Question in the chat if everyone will end up going back to the Shoyrish, not just to his Shoyrish, but to the Shoyrish, everyone is going to be, end up going back to one Shoyrish, to Koidem Habria, when there was all oneness, then what's the difference between Russia and Sadiq? It seems as if the only difference is in how long it's going to take to go back to the Shoyrish. A Sadiq does it quickly and others do it slower. Is that so? The answer is not necessarily. It seems there's more to it than that. Because if it were that simple, Rav Nosanzal would say, okay, so he just gave you the clear explanation. That here again, here's a piece of metal that has 3% junk in it. Here's a piece of metal that has no junk in it. Here's a piece of metal that has 30%. This one has to be put into the furnace for a month. This one has to be put into the furnace for an hour. And this one doesn't go into the furnace. It seems there's more to it than that. That's one aspect of this, which Rav Nassau gave us that information. But it seems that there's more to it than that. And that's where Rav Nassau said that there still is a contradiction, that in the oneness, it's not that once, once the refinement is done, everyone's the same. Well, this is 100% pure gold, and this is 100% pure gold, and this is... That's not the case. He told us clearly, based on the Gemara, based on the Zohar Kodesh, that in the oneness, in Gan Eden, in Olam Haba, everyone's going to be different. So you're telling me it's oneness, and you're telling me everyone's different. Paradox? We hope to be Zohar, to get to, to be there, and to get to understand this better in the future. Listen, aren't we always in a constant state of creation? Like in Kodesh Borgo, that we exist even on a molecular level, even inanimate objects are made out of these molecules that are protons. Like it's constant, just Hashem's just willing us into existence every moment. It's, it's... Correct, correct. 
we have this term that we say in the tefillah every morning, that there's a chidush of my sabreshis every day. <coughs> However, I believe the difference, then what's the difference? What's the difference between now and, and the beginning of creation? The answer is that then it was yesh me'ayin. It was something from complete nothingness. Whereas since, after, after Hashem created the world 5,783 years ago, here it's yesh me'yesh. There is a creation. Hashem renews it every day. It's renewed every day. It's not the same as it was yesterday. Nothing is the same, exactly the same as it was yesterday. Another question. If every person on Rosh Hashanah gets what they need in order to reach this tachlis, it might be very different from what they would want for themselves. Is it different from the standard way to look at this judgment that doing tshuva is, going, is what's going to guarantee a good life for the next year? The, the answer is yes. Here again, sometimes we want things for ourselves. We want wealth or we want whatever we want and we don't know that that's what we need. I've, I've mentioned the Moshal in the past of two people who joined the army, two very superstars. One joined the Air Force and one joined the Navy. And a couple of months after they joined, they meet up with each other, and the, the one who joined the Air Force sees his friend carrying all kinds of equipment, scuba gear and flippers and oxygen tank, and he looks at him and he says, well, where'd you get that? He says, what do you mean? They gave it to us. They gave it to all the people in my elite unit and everything because we have to do super, very difficult things. We need all of this equipment. And he's looking and he's thinking to himself, what kind of injustice in this place? I'm at least as good as him. I'm better than him. I can do anything he can do and I can do it better. How come I didn't get all of that equipment? And he goes to his officer and his complaints and the officer says to him, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? He's Navy, your Air Force. He's going underwater. He needs all that equipment. You're going to sit in a fighter jet. You can't even wear a sweater. You can't wear an You can't have one stitch of extra clothing because of the nature of your mission, of what you are doing. Each and every one has a certain mission in this world that Hashem wants us to accomplish and that Hashem knows that we are the ones that are supposed to do it. This person, in order to accomplish that mission, needs to have two cars. And this person, in order to accomplish this mission, has to have no car. And this person, in order to achieve this mission, has to get married at the age of 18. And another person, in order to achieve their marriage, has to get married, in order to achieve their mission, has to get married at the age of 25. And Benazai, for example, the Gemara tells us that Benazai didn't get married. The Arizal and his forum explains how certain people in different Gilgulim, because they had completed certain parts of their Nisham and previous Gilgulim, in this Gilgul they didn't need to. Reb Chaim Vital writes about himself that the Arizal told him that in a previous Gilgul he was the Magid Mishnah, who was one of the major, major commentaries on the Rambam. And he said, in that Gilgul, you completed what you needed to do in Torah Shebenigla. Therefore, now you can focus all of your attention on the secrets of Torah and Easter because you completed that part of your Tikkun in a previous Gilgul. Paragraph Yud Gimel. V'chol yemei chaye ho'odom yesh lo'i 
And throughout a person's entire life, they always have this free choice. And this is really what the judgment that takes place on Rosh Hashanah is all about. Whereby Hashem decrees what exactly how a person's year is going to work in a manner that the person will have free choice every single day, every single minute, based on the will of Hashem. So that the person will be able to realize and remember based on what goes on in their life, based on all the highs and lows and all the different things that go on every single day in our lives, we'll be able to realize how this is all meant to help me return to Hashem if the person will think and focus on their ultimate purpose, their ultimate goal in life. In this sentence here, Rav Nosanzal described, he defined what our mission in this world is and what life is really all about. It's all about that Hashem decrees on Rosh Hashanah a path that each and every one of us is going to go through in life for the next year. What's going to happen every single day, every single minute. The good and the bad, the, 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 everything, all the, the variety of things that we're going to go through every minute of our life. And what it's really all about is giving us choices all the time. And if we want to come close to Hashem, we're able to choose a path and activity that will bring us close to Hashem. And this is what each and every one of us has to focus on throughout the entire year, especially in the beginning of the year, during those 10 days of tshuva that start off the year, and especially on Rosh Hashanah, which is day one of the 10 days of tshuva. And the main ultimate solution and purpose is all about emes. That we have to believe the truth. That everything is really one. We have to believe in Hashem's direct supervision over every single detail in our lives and every single detail of the world. That Hashem looks at and supervises each and every single person in detail based on where that person is at, based on what they're going through specifically at that time. And based on this direct supervision of Hashem, which means that we're all connected to Hashem, it's all one. Post-creation and pre-creation. 
The minute we forget about Hashem, the minute we believe in nature or other things going on, we're, we're creating a disconnect between Hashem and the world. But a Jew who is focused, a Jew who is Mekayim Shivisi Hashem Lenegdi Samed, that everything in my life, it's all about Hashem. Hashem, Hashem, Hashem. Breakfast, Hashem. Coffee, Hashem. Where's Hashem? And as I'm enjoying the coffee, I'm enjoying Hashem. I know that the goodness that's found in anything is Hashem. I'm looking, I'm seeing, I'm seeing because Hashem has given me sight. A piece of flesh can see something. Go ahead, take a piece of, a piece of steak or a piece of chicken. Let's see if the piece of chicken can see anything. What, what's giving me the ability to see, to hear, to speak, to it's all Hashem, 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 Hashem. If a person is conscious of that all the time, then from that person's perspective, there's no difference between post-creation and pre-creation. It's all Echad. And by doing this, a person can attach themselves deeply to Hashem. And to plug in completely to Hashem, mikol mokoim shehu, wherever the person is at, bibchinas, as Dovar Amel says in Tehillim, plio das mimeni, niskevo loyuchalo. True understanding is way above me. I I can't possibly understand. And then he goes on to say, and based on that. How, where can I run away from you, Hashem? How can a person run away from you? is expressing wonderment. How in the world did Hashem make something from nothing? How, in Hashem, how is it possible that Hashem, who is one, all oneness, how is it possible that from one can come all of this diversity? And this is what caused a distance. This is what caused the, the world to become distant from Hashem. This is the concept of running away. Whereby people, the world is running away from Hashem. But says, but in truth, where can a person run away from, from Hashem? Because I believe the truth that everything is really one. As Dovr concludes over there, if I go up to the highest, highest places, you're right there, Hashem. And if I go down to the lowest, lowest places, you're also right there. Eso kanfei shochar. And the Tavar continues. Gam shom I see the, the rays of morning. There also, your hand is guiding me. At shechozar v'siyem, to the point where Tavar concludes over there. Oidcho al kinoi I praise you, Hashem, because you've shown us awesome, wondrous things. Nifloi Masecho, your actions are wondrous. 
Venafshi yoidas ma'oid. My soul really knows, really realizes how wondrous your actions are. Ki be'emes animamen bahashkocha shehakol echod ato kemoi batchila koidem abriya. Because the truth is, I believe in Hashgacha. I believe that everything, that ain oid melvadoi, that everything is Hashem. It's only Hashem. And therefore, even now, even post-creation, I believe that everything is Hashem just like pre-creation. It's just that this is, it's wondrous. It's, it's something above our understanding. How in the world existing? How in the world did creation come into existence? You know, how can something come from nothing? How can diversity come from oneness? Take a piece of metal, and this metal is going to become chocolate and liquid and it's become <coughs> vanilla and it's going to become paper and it's become and it's forbidden for us to try to understand this, to delve into this however despite everything I believe in the truth which is the hashgacha proti of Hashem that Hashem is watching and supervising and conducting everything from top to bottom. As the Pesach says, The eyes of Hashem see everywhere, good and bad. Just like this, there's a possible that wherever sacrifices are being brought, wherever people are praying, Hashem says they're praying to me. They think they're praying to these other things, but these other things really don't even exist. So indirectly, it's all really me. And if that's the case, then, then where, how can anything run away from Hashem? Because everything is really one. It's all one and good. And through this realization, through this attitude, I'm always holding on to Hashem all the time. Because I really know the truth. Even though I cannot understand it, I can't rationalize it. As Davramel says about himself, Hashem, it's wondrous, it's Pele. Pele means things I can't understand. But I know, I know that it's true, even though I can't understand it. And more so than at any other time on Rosh Hashanah, we need to focus on this. Which is the first day of the ten days of Tshuva, the beginning of man. 
And by a person realizing this concept of Hashem Echod and Enoid Melvadoi, through this a person will be that their judgment will, will be a good judgment. Because this is what leads to the ultimate Tikkun. And all of this a person can achieve by coming to the true Tzadikim on Rosh Hashanah. Because they're the ones who have the highest level of emuna, They're the ones who know the most, and they're the ones who know that they don't know. They know what they don't know. We say on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, in one of the piyutim, one of the songs that we sing in Chazor Sashatz and Shachris, Atzosoy emuna, Pe'ulosoy emes. His advice, the advice of Hashem, the advice of the tzaddik is emuna, faith. Pe'ulosoy, and his actions are emes, meaning that Kavyochol Hashem is this combination of emes the emuna, and the tzaddikim who emulate Hashem, they are all about this emes and emuna, the concept of, of emes, knowing the truth, really knowing and realizing the truth, and realizing that there are certain things that we cannot understand, and when we can't understand, we simply change, change gears. We switch gears, we go into emuna mode. Then I believe it. I believe it to be 100% true. I believe that the world was created yesh me'ayin. I believe that pre-creation there was only Hashem, nothing else. There was no big bang and no little bang. And there was no protozoas and amoebas and apes and, and human beings. None of that stuff. I believe there was yesh me'ayin, and I believe that Hashem echod, and that all the diversity that I'm looking at, it's really all part of Hashem echod. It's really part of the oneness of Hashem. And this is why Dovra Melech says, Where can I go leaving you, Hashem? And where where am I going to run away from you? Note he uses two terms, Eilech, to go. Eilech means like to walk. Evrach means to run. Because the beginning of creation, when Hashem first began creation, taking the world from potential to actualization, that's referred to as Halicha, walking. Because at that point, the world did not yet become far removed from pre-creation. Note the first day of creation, as defined in the Torah. Hashem created on earth, Hashem said, let there be light, and there was light. And that first day of creation is still defined as Echod. Afterwards, it switches to Sheni Shlishi. V'yalkein hu bechinas halicha. And therefore, it's referred to as walking. K'moyechot shehischil lelech mechaveiroi. Like a person who starts walking away from their friend. Sh'adayin enoi rochik memenu. At that point, he's not yet distant from him. Avol acharkach, kishanishtal shel abriyo yoyser v'yoyser. However, as the creation, as the process of creation continued, and the world moved further and further away from pre-creation, 
ואוז מסרה באחיזס השקר יוסר. And then the attachment of שקר became more possible and more involved. שעידי זה איקר הוריחוק. And that's what creates distance. There's a פוסק מדבר שקר תרחוק. Distance yourself from שקר. זהו בחינס בריחה. That's referred to as running away. When a person runs away from something, they become much more distant from it. And all of the distance by those people who have become distant from Hashem comes as a result of denial of Hashem And that's where the Yetzirah draws all his power from, when there's a lack of faith in Hashem. As we've discussed many times. And the whole concept of the Yetzirah, which is related to denial of Hashem, comes from what we've been speaking about here, Shehu Bechinas HaTaharah, which is the concept of purity, Shehu Mitchilas Yitzias Habriya Mikoyach HaLapoyal, which first began upon Hashem starting the process of creation. Because again, we mentioned, as Rabbi Nezal says in chapter 51 on Likut Imran, pre-creation, before creation, there was no term Taharah, Why was there no term Tara? Because there was no term Tumah. The term Tara applies only when there's Tumah and Tara. Before creation, there was only one. In one, there's no Tumah and Tara. As soon as creation began, and the world began with water, as we're going to see, water is purity, now there's Tara and there's also Tumah. Ki machma shezeh yefshel lohoven b'seich l'anoishi klal. And because of the fact that this is something that we cannot possibly understand, we cannot rationalize how it's possible for something to be created from nothing, that Hashem created the world, yesh me'ayin, alkein nisu v'navoichu hatoyim. As a result of this, many philosophers and people who try to rationalize everything have become confused. Atshen israchu, kamoshen israchu. to the point where they became distant from Hashem. Aval Dovid HaMelech, however, Dovid HaMelech, Shemidosoi Emuna, Malchus, where his, his, his Mido is faith in Hashem, kingdom, Kamosh HaKosov, Ve'emunosi Ve'chazdi Imoi. Dovid HaMelech says in Tillam, my faith and my kindness is with Hashem. I always believe in Hashem. Masmiya Ve'oimer, He expresses wonderment and he says, The truth is, I can't understand how in the world can something move away from you, from your spirit, Hashem. How in the world did creation begin? Which is this concept of the, the world began in the mind of Hashem, And then it turned into something physical. Shehu bechinas halicha. And in its early stages, it's referred to as walking. Like when a person is walking away from something, they're moving away from it slowly. 
כי בוודאי אי אפשר לאהוב עם זאת, because it's definitely impossible for us to really be able to understand how creation began. How did Hashem create water you know, from nothingness? However, I believe with complete faith that everything is from Hashem. Hashem in His wondrous ways created everything. And He took everything from potential to actualization. And even now also, Hashem is supervising everything in detail. And therefore, where, where can a person run away from Hashem? Where's the escape from Hashem? Now he uses the term Evrach to run away. First he says Eilech, and then he says Evrach, referring to two stages. In the earliest stage of creation, we're still pretty close. P- post-creation and pre-creation are pretty close together. But as things evolved, as Hashem created more diversity and more diversity and more diversity, now things move away. Now suddenly people don't believe in Hashem. What do you mean? Well, one, that multiple gods. There's the God of this and the God of that and the God of this. And they couldn't perceive that there's one Hashem who, who created everything and is controlling everything. Bechinas bricha, this concept of running away, ki bevadai yefshel avroyach miponecha, because it's definitely impossible to run away from you. Ki animamin shakol echad, because I believe that everything is one, everything is all plugged into one source. Even though we cannot understand this completely. We'll just finish the paragraph. And this is why David Amelch uses this wording. How can we, we run away from your face? Why ponecha? Ponim zebechinas The term ponim refers to that direct supervision of Hashem. May Hashem shine the light of His face upon you. Like we say in Tefillah, Hashem, please don't hide your face from us. What, what's Hashem's face? It means Hashem's supervision. Since I believe that Hashem's supervision is over the entire world from beginning to end. And post-creation is like pre-creation. It's still all Hashem. Therefore, this is wondrous to me. It's all... He continues in the passage discussing the beginning of creation... And just like in the beginning of creation, everything was still pretty close to what it was earlier, then even now with all the diversity that we see in the world, it's still all one. It's still all Hashem. Because Hashem's supervision, Hashem's face is everywhere. 
And that's what makes everything one. Achar abriya kamay koidam abriya. And all of this is tied into Rosh Hashanah. On Rosh Hashanah is when this whole process gets reinitiated, reactivated in full. The Pasuk says in Chumash, the eyes of Hashem are upon Eretz Yisrael and upon the world from Rosh Hashanah till the end of the year. Ki hamishpat shal Rosh Hashanah ze bechinas hashkocha. Because when we speak about Hashem judging us on Rosh Hashanah, it means judging, I want, a person's going to judge, a teacher is going to judge a class. How are they going to judge a class? By looking over those papers carefully. By looking over what each and every person did carefully. She'onom aminem, she'kol ma she'mesnaig modem echol Hashanah, we believe that everything that a person experiences throughout an entire year, is all 100% part of Hashem's supervision, based on what Hashem decreed on Rosh Hashanah. Then Hashem put all the ingredients into the cake. He put everything, everything into the plan. What a person would experience every single day and night, every single meeting, every single interaction that the person would have with every single person. As the Gemara says on this Pasuk, the Gemara says, On Rosh Hashanah, Hashem has already judged and pre-planned everything that's going to be till the end of the year. And therefore, this is one of the main focuses on Rosh Hashanah, that we want to try to draw upon ourselves this level of faith, that I believe that everything I'm going to go through throughout the entire year is all from Hashem, and it's all being supervised and controlled by Hashem, all for my benefit. And how does a person get to that level? By drawing oneself to the, to the source of emes, which is the true tzaddik. And through this, everything, everything plugs into that oneness. And that's what tshuva is really all about. Which is what we need on Rosh Hashanah, which is day one of the ten days of tshuva. Any questions, please, before we close? Question I thought Rabbi Nassau hates philosophy. This is not philosophy, this is emuna. Rabbi Nassau is not philosophizing, he's defining faith in Hashem. He's giving us a, a basic, accurate, clear understanding. Of, of what took place in the beginning of creation, what takes place every year, and how we're supposed to deal with it. Another point, it's, uh, Rav Nusnal says it's impossible to run away from Hashem. If people are praying to any entity, they're praying to Hashem, even if they think otherwise. But if people live their whole lives as complete atheists, can it be said that they've succeeded in running away from Hashem? The answer is not, not really. Because if they're breathing, 
they're, they're connected to Hashem. Where, where's the breath coming from? The Pasuk says, Vayipach bi'apov nishmas chayim. That when Hashem created man, Hashem breathed into the nostrils of Odom Arishon, Hashem breathed a neshama of life. Every breath that we continue to take, how's it going? Where's the battery? You have a machine, we know you buy a battery, and now the radio works for another six months. Where's the battery? And where's the battery drawing its battery from? We are being charged and recharged every second from Hashem. So whether a person believes or denies Hashem, tough luck. It's like, it's like pulling a rubber band. It's like a rubber band. You have a rubber band that's attached to something, and now I pull the rubber band an inch away from the beginning, I pull it six feet away from the beginning. And the person says, wow, now it's not connected at all. Let go of that rubber band for a second, you see exactly where it's connected. So again, it's people trying People, the Sahara attempting to move people away from Hashem, but in the ultimate reality, it's all still Hashem, Hashem, Hashem. To be continued. Wishing everybody a good chodesh, a good day. We should be to be able to understand what we can understand and to be able to accept what we cannot understand only in a positive way. Amen.